Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience sharing article entitled Flowers and Thorns on My Cultivation Journey by a Fallen Dafa practitioner in Canada. The article was published on the Mingwei website on November 21st, 2023. Reflecting on my past year of cultivation, I consider it the most difficult time, filled with challenges. It's as if my path was lined with thorns and flowers. Owing to Master's compassionate protection and guidance, I have been able to make it this far. I would like to share my cultivation journey in coordinating the Shenyun Poster Project and promoting Ganjing World. I hope my experiences can encourage other practitioners. Part 1. Coordinating the Shenyun Poster Project for the First Time Last year, during a local large group meeting, after kicking off our Shenyun promotion, it was announced that I would be coordinating the distribution of Shenyun posters. I wasn't at the meeting and only learned about this afterwards. Since I hadn't been told in advance, I initially hesitated to take on the task, thinking I was too young, inexperienced, and inadequate. The two other coordinators, Min and Jane, encouraged me to do it, telling me that they would make the arrangements and that my job was to contact those on the poster team. I thought I was just a messenger, which sounded manageable, so I agreed to give it a try. However, I faced a test on my very first day. I only brought a limited number of posters, and many practitioners came to take them. I could only let each person take a few and promised to bring more posters the following week. One practitioner was upset that there were so few posters, despite my explanation. He left without taking any. I had no idea that this practitioner was very good at putting up posters, and I hadn't given him enough for even one trip. I felt wronged and hoped this practitioner would be more understanding since this was my first time coordinating the project, and he couldn't expect me to do everything perfectly. I didn't think I was in the wrong, and I blamed him for not being compassionate to me. I tried to explain the situation to Min, the coordinator, but she didn't have time to talk about it. I shared about it with my mother, and she said, maybe you had treated him this way in your past life and you just paid off your debts. I reminded myself to unconditionally embrace Fallen Dafa's principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. I made a pledge to Master that no matter how this practitioner treated me in the future, I would respond with kindness. I should regard every conflict as an opportunity for my improvement. Coordinating the team was much harder than I expected. I wasn't very eloquent, and I would easily upset practitioners, especially elderly practitioners. 
I had to be very careful with every word I said, but no matter how careful I was, I still encountered various issues causing immense pressure. I reminded myself to maintain righteous thoughts and not complain. Despite my efforts, the issues continued and I felt very frustrated. It felt as though I was passing the same test every day and it was like peeling layers from an onion. Due to the physical strain of carrying posters, along with pressure from a new job and heavy coursework, I started suffering sickness karma. I was feverish, coughing, vomiting, and I lost my appetite and even lost my voice. At times, I thought about quitting the poster project, but the frequent sharing and encouragement from Min and Jane ultimately kept me going. Master showed me two miracles during this difficult time, rekindling my righteous thoughts and perseverance. One day, while meditating with my mother, I had a profound sensation of rising upwards, witnessing the universe unfold in a breathtaking display more extraordinary than any previous meditation experience I'd had. I felt rejuvenated afterwards and understood that Master was encouraging me to persist. During this time, I was also enrolled in demanding junior and senior college courses. With most of my time dedicated to homework and poster coordination, I hoped I could still pass my exams. When I got my results, I was astonished that I received A's in all subjects. I immediately recognized this as Master's encouragement and remembered his words from Teachings Given on Lantern Festival Day, 2003. Quote, Actually, I have discussed this very clearly in Joan Falun. Studying the fall well definitely won't affect anything of yours in your cultivation. And on the contrary, it will help you get twice the results at your job or with your schoolwork with half the effort. Unquote. Part 2. Breaking Through Huge Obstacles While coordinating the poster work, Jane, who had been supporting my cultivation, passed away unexpectedly. Before I had time to grieve, practitioners who had worked closely with Jane asked me to take over her responsibilities. I agreed, but the workload was overwhelming. My phone rang incessantly, and I was tempted to switch it off. Jane's passing served as a poignant reminder of the importance of Fa's study. I disciplined myself to do it, studying Master's other lectures with the group in the morning, listening to Master's teachings during my commute, and joining a group to study John Falun after school. My time was spent either immersed in the Fa, attending classes, or working on Dafa projects. The intensity of this routine, however, caused me serious mental stress. Fear gradually crept into my mind, and I wondered if I could sustain this pace or would eventually leave the world like Jane. This fear increased, dominating my thoughts when I wasn't studying the Fa or attending classes. I didn't want to turn the lights off at night, 
fearing I wouldn't wake up. Although I swiftly captured and dispelled these negative thoughts, they lingered. Every day I felt consumed by unrelenting fear and scared to be alone. I didn't share any of this with my mother or other practitioners, not wanting to burden them. I firmly believed that as long as I remained steadfast in the fa, everything would be fine. This mental strain continued for over a month. During this time, Master released the article, How Humankind Came to Be. Though I read it repeatedly and listened to the recording on my way to school, I stayed stuck in the same state, seeing no way out. Though I had been able to pass Xinjiang tests smoothly in the past, this time I didn't seem to make any progress despite getting rid of attachments as much as possible and immersing myself in the Fa daily. Doubt began to creep in, and I started questioning whether I was truly cultivating. One day, on the way to Adolfa activity, I listened to the audiobook Dissolving the Communist Party Culture, and at the same time, I asked Master for help. During the activity as I got ready to demonstrate the fifth exercise, I again asked for Master's help. Shortly after the meditation began, I once again saw the extraordinary scene I had witnessed previously. I saw the Earth, then the solar system, as I continued to rise up to a new world, even more magnificent and beautiful. My mind was freed instantly and the negative thoughts were entirely eradicated. I held back my tears, knowing that Master had heard me and strengthened my resolve in cultivation. When I later told my mother about this, she shared my joy, reassuring me that Master is always by my side. During this time, I looked within to identify any loopholes exploited by the old forces. I discovered a lingering sentiment for Jane, as well as a persistent fear that I struggled to completely remove. My mother asked if I'd been diligent in sending forth righteous thoughts. I realized that, due to scheduling conflicts, I often missed the global righteous thoughts times, and sometimes even forgot when I got busy at home. From then on, I prioritized sending forth righteous thoughts. I made time to do it even when I was at work, purging interference from the old forces. Gradually, my negative thoughts decreased and then disappeared entirely. I am grateful to Master for his salvation and helping me enlighten during this process, allowing me to break through these huge obstacles. Part 3. Working for Ganjing World after the Xinyuan shows were over, I did some work for Ganjing World, a new video platform dedicated to promoting traditional values through wholesome content. I mainly helped coordinate filming and video editing of various events in Toronto. During one event, a practitioner and I came up with the idea of introducing Ganjing World to the vendors. We rehearsed several times before plucking up the courage to approach them. We first engaged an Indian vendor. He promptly scanned the QR code on our promotional cards, 
downloaded the Ganjing World app, and learned about our channel. After we offered to promote his booth for free on our channel, he eagerly shared his story and invited us to film his booth. This experience opened up an efficient way to introduce Ganjing World. We encouraged the vendors to download the app and subscribe to our channel. This allowed us to build relationships with them and capture more detailed video footage. I am grateful to Master's compassionate protection and support I've had from other practitioners over the past year. Through these experiences, I've gained a deeper understanding of Master's teaching from Lecture 4 of Juan Falun. Quote, As long as you have them, all of those attachments must be removed in different environments. You will be made to stumble, whereby you will become enlightened to the Tao. This is how you go through cultivation. Unquote. In the future, I will follow Master's teachings and cultivate diligently. Please correct me if my understanding deviates from the Fa. Thank you, Master. Thank you, fellow practitioners. The following is an experience sharing article presented at the 2023 Taiwan Falun Dafa Cultivation Experience Sharing Conference entitled A Blessing in Disguise by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in Taiwan. The article was published on the Mingwei website on December 25, 2023. Greetings, Master. Greetings, fellow practitioners. I have been cultivating since December 2001. I would like to take this opportunity to report my cultivation journey to Master. Part 1 Blessing brought by a car accident. I was in a serious accident on a highway on January 1st this year. I didn't notice the fast car approaching as I was changing lanes, and my car was hit from behind. The other car rolled over. My car's rear wheel and door were completely destroyed, but my non-practitioner family member and I weren't injured. I was completely stunned. My mind went blank. How could that happen? Fortunately, the two young people in the other car also got out smoothly. They had some scratches and minor concussions, but they were quickly released from the hospital. I felt scared while recounting what had happened. The highway was in good condition at that time, and there wasn't much traffic. Both of our cars were going fast. The other car turned over immediately after the collision, but was miraculously thrown from the innermost lane to the shoulder lane, and then stopped perfectly there. Although my rear tire was damaged, I was able to drive my car to the shoulder lane as well. Neither of our cars were hit by any other cars. I must have dissolved a huge amount of karma under Master's protection. The tests of my Xinxing kicked in as I started dealing with the damage. I had to eliminate my attachment to personal interest. My car's repairs alone cost 160,000 Taiwanese dollars, over 5,000 US dollars. The estimated cost of the other car's repairs were more than 600,000 Taiwanese dollars, about 19,000 US dollars. Both of us had insurance, but I still had to pay a large amount out of pocket. I thought it was a lot of money, but my second thought was that I had to pay my debts, and a cultivator shouldn't be calculating. However, the police report put 100% of the responsibility on me. My fighting mentality was stirred up, 
thinking that the other car had obviously been speeding. How could they have no responsibility at all? My aunt, who happened to be my insurance carrier, insisted that I should apply for an accident reassessment, which I did. The reassessment report found that I had failed to keep a safe distance and that the other driver had been speeding. I thought it was fair, but because of my aunt's repeated advice, I tried to diminish my responsibility by appealing so that I could possibly pay less. Contrary to our expectations, the results of my appeal was that I should be the solely responsible party for the accident. Due to my repeatedly delaying discussions about compensation, the other party filed a lawsuit against me for negligence. My fighting mentality and attachment to personal interests ended up pulling me into deeper trouble. My aunt thought it was important to fight on the issue of right and wrong. She had lost many nights of sleep because of my case and even thought about how to win for me in her dreams. Her blood pressure went as high as 200, but she wasn't bitter. While I was writing this article, she called me several times to remind me how to revise my answers to questions. Master has enlightened us in the poem Who's Right, Who's Wrong in Hongyin 3. Quote, As a cultivator, one always looks for one's own faults. Tis the way to get rid of attachments most effectively. There's no way to skip ordeals, big or small. During a conflict, if you can remember, he's right and I'm wrong, what's the dispute? Unquote. Recounting my reaction to the accident on the first day of the year, my first thought had been, why am I so unlucky? I didn't remember to look for my shortcomings as a cultivator. As I started to seriously look within, I found I had impatience while driving, my fear of getting into trouble and losing money, my fighting mentality, and my over-reliance on ordinary people. It would have been hard to eliminate all these attachments without the accident. I wasn't unlucky. The car accident was indeed a good thing, and even a blessing. Part 2. Demotion NTD TV went through some restructuring in March this year. I received a call one morning telling me that I would no longer be the manager of the news department. I initially thought that I would be able to accept it calmly, because it would be great for NTD TV if a more capable manager could take over. However, the person who took over my position turned out to be one of my former subordinates who had confronted me in front of others. Things he had done flashed into and stirred up unhappiness in my mind. I couldn't understand why a younger and less experienced fellow practitioner had been chosen to manage the department, and I had to work for him. I realized that my negative thoughts weren't right, and I warned myself to let go of my notions about this fellow practitioner, but I couldn't suppress my negative thinking, even after sending forth righteous thoughts. I lost sleep that night. After doing the exercises in the morning, my disgruntlement continued to bother me. Master must have seen my difficult attempts to break through and enlightened me with the word jealousy in front of my eyes. In the meantime, a paragraph from Master's teachings came to mind. Quote, a wicked person is born of jealousy. Out of selfishness and anger, he complains about unfairness toward himself. Unquote. From the article Realms of Essentials for Further Advancement. My mind became clear right away. In my mind, I said that I don't want jealousy. In a fraction of a second, I felt like I was floating up slowly from the place where I was sitting and stopped at a certain level in the universe. I knew that Master had encouraged me by letting me experience the genuine improvement that comes from letting go. As long as we are truly determined to let go of our attachments, Master can help remove the negative substances that have been affecting our minds. I indeed faced this fellow practitioner with a calm mind and seriously worked to meet his requirements. 
I only saw this fellow practitioner's strengths instead of any shortcomings. Part 3. My Reflections Following Fellow Practitioner's Deaths Several practitioners passed away, and I personally attended a couple of fellow practitioners' funerals this year. Some of them had cultivated for more than 10 years, or even more than 20 years. Some passed away due to sickness karma. Some died in car accidents. Their deaths prompted me to reflect on the reasons. Regardless of the various reasons, their deaths not only brought a huge loss to our body of cultivators, but also presented us with tests on the level of our belief to see whether we measured issues with the fa or with human notions at critical moments. Any momentary slip at a critical moment distinguishes the human from the divine. If we fail to treat ourselves as fallen Dava disciples, Master won't be able to protect us even if he wants to. I found a lot of blood in the toilet one day after I used the bathroom. I was shocked, thinking that an old illness from years prior had returned. Though I ignored it, knowing it was a process of dissolving karma instead of illness, the symptoms persisted for several days. The bleeding paused for a few days. I thought I had passed the test, but it returned with worse bleeding. It lasted for weeks, but I didn't feel any pain. None of my daily activities were affected. However, a negative thought crept up. Is this colon cancer? Should I have it checked? I immediately realized that these thoughts were wrong. It was a process of dissolving karma and passing a test. As a cultivator, I should first look within and see if any attachments had been blocking me from passing the test. I found my fear of illness as well as my lust. When I saw young and pretty women on the street, I couldn't help looking at them more. I also wasted a lot of time watching movies and following soap operas, but I hadn't studied the fa or done the exercises regularly. After working for our media for so many years, I had many hidden attachments and notions. For example, holding grudges against upper management, being afraid of conflict if I corrected fellow practitioners' shortcomings, my grievances against fellow practitioners who didn't listen to me, and my looking down upon fellow practitioners who played video games. Looking within made me realize how poorly I had done in cultivation. I had been harboring so many attachments for so long, but I had dismissed them as trivial. There is actually nothing trivial in cultivation. A little negligence could become a huge issue. The appearance of sickness karma turned out to be a good thing because it helped me identify my shortcomings. Master must have seen my dangerous situation and enlightened me to improve quickly. I made up my mind to let go of my attachments and measure my thoughts according to the fa. After I persisted in doing so, the serious bleeding stopped before I knew it. I would like to encourage my fellow practitioners with Master's words from Stay Out of Danger, quote, Divine beings hold in high esteem the Dafa disciples who have gone through this historic period. You too should cherish yourselves and find a way to make it through this unprecedented and most evil of persecutions. Become a true enlightened being. Through these things, you will achieve what divine beings consider magnificent, unquote. Thank you, Master. Thank you, fellow practitioners. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.